All right, Steven, I think they're ready for us. You ready? Uh-huh. So let's get it. So what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of We Got Next. I am one of your hosts of the show, Hayes, a.k.a. Shifty, with my boy Steven. On Twitter, it's at Steven underscore Springs. And shout out to the OK Bears community. So Wagbo, for everyone out there, I was just listening to like an hour and a half of their spaces that they had. Shout out to the Sixers as well for the jersey Steven has on, not necessarily for the game that they had the other night. We'll touch on that in a little bit. Um, today is going to be heavy in the NFL draft. So if you were expecting more NBA playoffs or crypto stuff, you'll have to tune in for, for future episodes because the NFL draft was like the biggest thing. Um, before we get into that, what's been up with the quick slants? Um, last week was heavy on the um, Penn State Blue White game recap of spring practice, kind of set the table for the summer. Um, some guys get on campus late, and then the season coming up, obviously, um, kind of a little bit of a little bit of a heads up. I've been trying to get Jay Hill on, but his schedule is is hectic to say the least. So trying to work out some deets on that to get him on and spend some time talking about that. Um, probably gonna put out another episode uh, tomorrow night or Friday night. And I might just do something random, like all-time Penn State team. You know, I, I don't want to really talk about the NBA playoffs right now because it's like the second round is still, you know, we're only two games in for most of the series. So mm-hmm. um, might wait till that kind of gets going a little bit. Um, to really dive into that NHL playoffs, same way. Shout out to the Penguins last night, three overtimes Shout against out. the Rangers. Um, that game started at seven, it was over till like close to midnight. And obviously, your boy passed out. Um, because oh, my you know, Mason wakes up with the ass crack of dawn, so um, <laughs> that wasn't gonna happen. Um, I wish, like, I wish he would know, like, I wish he would know when like the game's gonna go late. I wish I could uh, go, like, tell him, be like, yo, dog, like. Hey, we're going to three overtimes with this Penn's Penn's Rangers game. Like, sleep can you just like s- sleep until like seven, maybe like six thirty is like cool because like wife's already up getting ready for work, and you know I'm already bad. I'm basically up. Like mm-hmm. six is like pushing it. That's like that half hour really makes a difference. So yeah. I wish you would just know overtime. He'll probably get better at that, or he'll just be up watching it with me. Um, but anyway, so I'll kind of go through probably another recap of the draft too. Like, just give my quick thoughts. Uh, and then spend more time talking about Penn State football, do some random stuff, and then hopefully we can have Jay Hill on. If he can do it this week, cool. If not, I'll probably aim for next week and really dive into a lot of um, a lot of NIL stuff with him. And there's a lot of other things him and I are going to talk about. So stay tuned for this week, and then obviously next week will hopefully be a bigger, bigger, and better episode. Cool. So looking forward to that. As always, I tell this to Stephen. I tell this to you guys that I honestly listen to all of Stephen's. Um, episodes because one, I don't have a lot of time to keep up with all things college football and like NIL stuff. So if I end up listening to it, then I already know just like a lot of the players that were drafted out of Penn State, I knew about because Steven would bring them up. So you also don't have a choice. Like, I really you're like, <laughs> you're, you're like the only person that like doesn't have a choice but to listen to every single word I say. I know. <laughs> like, you know, like it'd be really awkward if you like, you know, I, I, I wouldn't blame you for not listening to it. Max Kellerman didn't listen to everything Stephen A said. No, so yeah, and they, and they turned out decently, but I just hope you, I don't I hope you don't kick me off of, of this eventually. I would, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I but I, I appreciate your support by the way. Yeah. So the other thing I wanted to bring up, so Stephen does the quick slants, focusing on a lot of sports. On Mondays, I try to end up um, doing the spaces. So 
last Monday was a pretty good one. We had two different ones. I did one at 4 p.m. and then I did one at 7 p.m. If I don't say what time zone it is, it's Eastern Standard Time. I'll try to start using UTC for people out there. But those are two good ones. Um, so go back and listen to those. We do appreciate you guys. Listen to that. We did have one person come in to kind of throw us his uh, mixtape. I call it a mixtape because he tried to talk about his cryptocurrency instead of talking about the ones we were focusing on. Um, so stay tuned for that. I had a great call today as well with the Metaverse play. It was Solaris. So for anyone out there that's heard of it, they are a great team. I will um, start touching on them in the coming days and weeks, and I will be buying them come tomorrow. It's a long-term hold. It's not one that you should think that's going to be a quick flip, but I really do like the team. They were really honest with me, not going to give away a lot of details because some of it was private information, but I do really appreciate it. And they're very focused on it. And I could tell that their families do support them as well, which is another big team. So shout out to them. And I appreciate you guys taking the time to talk to me today. It was like a 30, 40 minute conversation we had. So I got to learn a lot about them and they were looking forward to me end up continuing to talk to them. Going into the things that a lot of people are questioning or wondering about, the first thing in the crypto and stocks world, Elon Musk, as everyone knows, bought Twitter based by himself. Um, and the big part about that is he's taking it private, but he said he's going to bring it back public within three years. So that's something that I do want to end up seeing. Another thing to everyone in the D-Guys community, um, two things. One, I did sell one of the D-Guys that I did have, but we do have one more. So that's something I'm not really stressing about. The other part is, Frank and the community and the team, they end up Frank. dropping their, yeah, Frank, they end up dropping their roadmap, but it's not your normal roadmap. It's actually legit a map. So for anyone out there that has not seen it, go check on the D-Gods Twitter page. You'll end up seeing it. It's very creative. It's kind of like an interactive thing. Um, and you get to basically make your own assumptions as to what you think is going to happen in the future. And I think that more teams should end up doing something like this because it's different. A lot of times you expect your job or your community and everyone to lay it out for you and you assume and you get mad if they don't end up hitting those marks but with them they ended up basically putting out a map and you can guess the timeline of how everything is and it's up to you i'll pull it up really quick and then steven can give you guys his thoughts on it it's something that anybody in the world can end up basically giving input on uh okay so what are your thoughts this is the roadmap that they put out um, it looks like something that I had when I was a kid and I would put my cars on it and draw, drive all over it. Exactly. And see, are those, the, are those the thoughts you were looking for? So I like hearing your thoughts because it's going to be different and unique. Whereas because, that's what a lot because of people, I'm a child. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny because there's so many different things in here that people don't really know. Uh, first thing that Steven can relate to. So the D gods end up buying a team in the big three. So they bought the Killer Bees, so now they're the owners of the Killer Threes and the Big Three. So that's what this right here represents. And then, of course, like this represents something. This planet represents something. These hands represent something. And it's for everyone to end up figuring out what it all represents. But that was the big reason why I brought that up. I wanted to link in there like the Killer Threes because a lot of people that were on the call that are in the NFT community are from like Europe and Asia and they kind of didn't really know about what the hell the killer threes were or like the big fear how kind of important it was in an American sense for them to purchase it so they bought the team for around five to six hundred thousand dollars and then they'll allow up to like 10 to 20 people to be minority owners um going to the next thing that I wanted to bring up I did end up purchasing for the company two okay bears so if you look on the we got next channel we did put one up there and then if you look on the shift on the digital channel 
we did put one up there. So I appreciate it. This is another way to end up gaining new people and gaining new attraction for uh, the podcast. So we hope that you all check that out. Final thing I want to end up bringing up to you all is they announced that in the past quarter and year that venture capitalist firms end up investing $10 billion in the blockchain. So it just shows you the promise that is going to be had within the blockchain space. And we're looking forward to seeing what happens as we continue to go forward. With that being said, we're going to segue over into what you guys probably want to hear. So we'll do a rapid fire of the NBA playoffs, and then we'll dive into the NFL draft. So first one, thoughts, quick thoughts on the Warriors Grizzlies. It's 1-1 series. Um, I'm going to link this one also to the Mavs and the Suns, which is game two is tonight. Um, it's, it's, it's basically jaw versus the, the, the um, the Warriors and then Luca versus the Suns. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't trust anybody else on either of those teams to like, to keep up with it. Um, Desmond Bain is cold now. I kind of probably could have seen that one coming. Yeah. Luca has no help. Um, Brunson's you know, gone. like, you know, Luca's probably going to average 40 and 15, like 15 assists, which is like, you know, astronomical numbers um so i you know i think those both those series might go like six just because both those guys are great enough where they can do that but mm-hmm. come game three game four you know those those guys are going to be dead tired yeah um so they're young enough they have the legs but they're just going to be putting so much out there that it's um there's gonna be so tired and i think everyone really probably wants to see the Suns and the warriors so um yeah. i hope those series go seven that'd be great I hope the I hope the Suns get bounced, but um, I don't see it happening. But um, I just I, like there's not like I don't I just I don't I don't really uh, the playoffs like it's not like it's not, it's it's not doing it for me this year. You know what I mean? I think I think because we're missing we're missing a, a certain a certain name or like a couple a couple names. He's biased. Like, so yeah, I think I think it's like <laughs> I'm I'm watching I'm watching way more than I thought I was going to. By the way. Mm-hmm. I told myself I probably wasn't going to, but like it's sports. I'm going to watch it. The game's like games, game, what game two is going on down in Miami. Mm-hmm. I think that what the last time I checked, Sixers going down eight. Um, DeAndre Jordan has six points. So that's cool. That's um, shout out. Um, but yeah, I mean, the playoffs, like, eh, you know, it's just not, like it's, they're not good matchups. There's like good individual players in those matchups, but it's not like good team matchups. Yeah. Uh, two thoughts for everyone out there. I'm not watching the Warriors Grizzly series because I know the outcome of what will happen. I watch but those are your pieces. boys though. It is, but this is the point where, and I was explaining this to my mom because she was like, Why aren't you watching it with me, Chris? And I said, Because I would stress too much watching it. The Minnesota series, I knew they would come out, but that was like the toughest matchup they would ever have in terms of they knew how to shut down Ja and other players had to step up. Now they can't stop Ja. It's more so. The Warriors will outshoot them. Like, mm-hmm. John's going to miss shots. Everyone knows this. Twos and threes don't add up. If they hit more threes than twos, you're going to lose. Like, that's really what's going to happen. Hey, I, I know we say you're not a financial advisor and you don't get financial <laughs> advice, but hey, that was good. That was good shit, that bro. Was good. <laughs> that was good shit, bro. I know. That's dropping knowledge right there, man. Wow. Those three are not going to be off every single game. Like, yeah. they are going to hit fire. And I was texting my brother last night because he said, yo, like, we got to get Grizzly jerseys. Absolutely not, because <laughs> Ja is going to have to do two. He's not getting 45, 47 points every single game. He can get a good amount, 
but we need Jackson. You need Brooks, who might be suspended. Who knows? Yeah. You need uh, Bain. And that's the big thing. That shows you. Everyone wanted to say Desmond Bain was a superstar. This shows you he's not there yet. He did mm. great because they focused so much on John that he was able to step up. But and, they don't need him no more. Yeah. And like the Mavs and the Grizzlies, just talking about those two teams, like they're in like the beginning stages of like, you know, they're like both those teams are going to be around for a while. They both yeah. have elite players, players, like player, um, with, with Ja and Luca, but they, they, don't, they don't have anything to like, they don't, they're not nothing. Nothing's built around them. They have no all role players. It's like, it's like LeBron in Cleveland, his first go round. You yeah. had LeBron and then you had a bunch of role players and some of them yeah, were Luby. stop. You had, <laughs> you had uh Anderson Vergeau, you had guys like that. You had like a retired Ben Wallace. You had a retired Shaq, like, you know, they'll eventually those teams will get those players, but they don't have like, you got to have a one, two punch. You got to have yeah. two all NBA players. I think that's pretty obvious. Um, yeah. Or if you're in the case of the Warriors, you draft those players and they develop into that was good. I don't think anyone really saw though that team becoming what it is now, but like just, yeah. that's just the development of, of those players. So I think they're like, those teams will be around. And I think you're seeing like the development now of like uh, the, um, Celtics, like you have, you, you have two Jalen Brown's not an all NBA player, but he's like, you know, he's climbing that, that, that tier of, of players in the NBA. Jason Tatum is a top 10 player probably, or yeah, the way he's playing damn near close. So and Giannis, you know, the Bucks have Giannis, like Chris Middleton's a, 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 you know, all-star players, not all NBA is pushing. Sometimes he's kind of inconsistent. Giannis is one, obviously one of the top three players in the league, so he does it on both ends. Different when you got when you have a guy like that. So I think yeah. those other two teams. I think you should get a jersey, by the way. Um, I think you probably should, but um, I think those teams are definitely climbing. Just not they're gonna they'll get bounced this year and maybe make like the second round again next year, and like it's gonna be that for a couple of years until they get that you know second second piece of the puzzle. Which like I thought it was gonna be Porzingis for the for the Mavs, but like fuck that. Yeah. My only thoughts about uh, Buck Celtics is Derek White was out there having fun yesterday. He had yeah. zero points, but just was running around. <laughs> doing, doing cardio, man. Just doing just cardio. Getting, getting his cardio, bro. Just pulling a Tony Snell. Just he getting was. his cardio, bro. Good for him. So, bro. And he took shots for everyone out there. He did take shots. Do you think, um, um, you think, speaking of having fun, do you think Doc Rivers is drunk when he's coaching? He might or, like, or, like, or, or like when he does press conferences? He might be sometimes. Yeah, I, I heard someone uh, on Twitter say his voice sounds like it's ashy. <laughs> <laughs> the way he talks. <laughs> that was cracking me up, bro. Someone said they got to put Vaseline on his throat. <laughs> Dude, he, some of the things he says, like, I, some of the, the explanations are like, I don't, you know, he's, he said in, in the huddle the other day, he was saying, like, you know, if we play harder, like, that means we're going to be the team that wins. I'm like, what does that, what does that even mean? No, it does not. That means nothing. Mm-hmm. Like clearly it doesn't because t- you have Tyler hero outscoring everybody on the, on the six years roster. Yeah, Tyler really hero, they're winning a Shout out. six man of the year. He's living the dream, bro. <laughs> oh, so <clears throat> I will say I'll take those two cents of appreciation because in the beginning of the year, I did say he was going on the six man. So we'll oh, segue yeah. into the NFL okay. draft. Um, yeah, because that's the only thing there. We talked about Mavs, Suns, Heat, Sixers, uh, Bucks, Celtics, and then Warriors, Grizz. So you got four left, and then I'll move on. 
Um, so moving on to the NFL draft. So that was probably the biggest yep. thing. If, thank you to everyone that ended up watching and listening to us. Because yeah. uh, I did yeah. notice that people do, listened to do us. Not, do, you not, do you know how many people we actually had? Like total? Surprise, it was like over 15 people. I so. had Because I had um, BJ and his two brothers, or one of his brothers, listened for a hot second. Mm-hmm. Um, my buddy Kumar listened, I think, for like a half hour, maybe like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was dope. I mean... We definitely got to do more of that, like, live stuff for, like, NBA draft, kind of whatever. Like, a hit or miss type of Those thing. But same, so much tougher, yeah. Same, like, same concept. We got to do that for, like, certain events that we mm-hmm. that we have. And um, we have a lot of plans for the summer. Doing, yeah. like, together, like, being together, roundtable type of discussions, that kind mm-hmm. of shit. We sh- but that live stuff, it's, like, same thing we're doing now. It's just, like, live. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So other thing with that is, we might be able to do the World Cup. Stephen probably wouldn't do it, but I would do it. But um, is, oh, is, is, is the USA in there, right? They're in it? I think they snuck in. Yeah. Mm. So Excellent. Love it. <laughs> they snuck in. They snuck in. So for everyone out there that paid attention to that NFL draft, it was – I always liked the NFL draft. It's one of my more exciting events that I like to watch and kind of keep up with. Um, I'm bringing this up for two reasons. One, I want to bring up an undrafted free agent that got a dumb contract, and I wish I could get this. And his name goes by the name of Carson Strong, quarterback out of Nevada. This Mm -hmm. man signed with the Eagles, and he got $320,000 guaranteed with a $20,000 signing bonus. He didn't even get drafted, and he got this. Um, Speaking of uh, those type of guys, um, Penn State defensive end, outside linebacker jesse lucada got drafted seventh round by the cardinals shout out to him but he also he's from canada he also got drafted in the cfl draft yesterday so he got drafted twice in the span of four days so good for him um but i mean let me shout out to penn state but yeah so the other one i wanted to bring up was well real quick real quick can i can i just say my displeasure for penn state football real quick i know i love penn state football we had eight players drafted which was, I think, the third most, right? Mm-hmm. How many games? What, what was our record last year? Seven and six. I know. Like, that's all I wanted to say. It just makes me sad and angry. So here's something else that'll make everyone sad. Trayvon Walker, who got drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars, signed a four-year, $37.37 million deal with $24 million as a signing bonus. And he has a fifth-year option. That's not even the first pick in the draft yet. So that's just crazy in that sense. But going into it, we're going to end up just going division by division. We'll start with the AFC North because that's the first one on my sheet. And we'll end up doing just talk a little bit about it because we don't want to waste you guys' time for like two, three hours, although we can go in depth with that. Um, So we'll just give our initial thoughts and then we can kind of say who from that division we think might be a surprise person. And then we'll go like overall. So AFC North, since that's your baby, uh, what are your thoughts? Um, unfortunately, I think the Ravens had a really stellar draft. Um, mm-hmm. They their first two first two first round their first their two first round picks safety mm-hmm. Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame, Tyler Lindenbaum from Iowa. Like those two guys are arguably the two best at their positions. Lindenbaum. I, yeah, I, I know all the left tackles get all the love, but like if you got if you can get a dominant center, which he was at Iowa, 
like or like a dominant you know, guard. We saw Quentin Nelson go from Notre Dame when he went to the Colts. Um, you know, that's huge. It's so unfortunate. Like I was so pissed when they got Kyle Hamilton because I would have really loved if he kept falling and fell to the Steelers. But I think the Steelers were set on Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. Going over to that, I I don't like I don't love the pick. I know all like Steelers fans like rejoice because like Trubisky. I think they got him on a two year deal. So mm-hmm. like Pickett is obviously the quarterback of the future, right? Like he had awesome numbers. He had awesome, you know, he was a Heisman finalist. He, had, you know, all, all that kind of good stuff. But like. I think you gotta, and this is why you and I aren't GMs. I think you gotta like think outside of like outside of that box. Like just because there's a quarterback available and teams do this sometimes, just because there's a quarterback available doesn't mean you gotta take that quarterback. And yeah. Like, you know, notice who was the next quarterback taking? It was was it Malik Willis? I was think it or was it or was it Desmond Desmond Ritter? No, it was no. It was it was Malik Willis, I think. And he went like what he, second, third round, whatever it was. Like could yeah. pick it. You know, they said there was going to be a run of the quarterbacks, which it always is. There was Ritter was drafted in the third round, 10th pick. Yeah. Then Malik Willis, 22nd. Then Matt Corral, yeah. 30th. That was a surprising pick. But, you know, I don't I don't love the pick. I think you could have you could have gotten somebody else. You could have drafted around and, like, filled in some spaces around Kenny, or um, um, Trubisky. But, you know, you have your quarterback for the future. He's going to come in right away and be able to compete. So it is what it is. Uh, but I do think the Ravens have the best pick, the best – draft out of that um, out of that division so my thoughts on I would say this one uh one I like what the Ravens did although Kyle Hamilton and Tyler Lindemann were two of the better picks I want everyone to pay attention because I noticed the Ravens haven't done anything really with the wide receivers so pay attention Isaiah likely uh at a coastal Carolina because they like to go to their tight ends if you remember um I think they had three tight ends and one of them was Hayden Hurst who ended up going to Atlanta so that was that year that they were using like the three set tight ends so pay attention to that the Bengals did good um the Browns I want to see what Cade York does because this was an interesting draft like how high punters and kickers are getting drafted uh so I want to see what Cade York ends up doing and then I also am really curious what the Steelers do because the Steelers did choose two wide receivers which means that they were focusing on that as the position of need. And then George Pickens could have been a first round pick if he didn't have injuries. Exactly. Yeah. You got a little dug over there in George Pickens as well. But Bro, did you see how he was watching the draft when he got picked? I think I, did I send you the video. <laughs> no, I saw it though. What are you like? Someone said, so, someone, I think I, I think I sent you either, I don't think I sent you the caption. I think I sent it to Jay Hill, but the, the caption was either, all right, he's either going to be an all pro or he's going to be suspended by week five. No in between. Yeah. No in between. <laughs> <laughs> my guy would look like a grand Tatado character looking at the tv <laughs> i was so, so confused about that so last thing um with this division so the steelers did draft two quarterbacks which is another interesting thing so they got a bunch of different quarterbacks up there so i want to see what they do but they also position themselves that they can still draft again next year another quarterback in the coming years if they need to they are looking at picket but they did put themselves in a situation of they are going to kind of be the status quo for next year. Just with the team that they drafted, it's not going to be like super awesomely amazing because they drafted Kenny Pickett. So they understand, but Steelers as a franchise have those same title expectations like year over year. They have that strong fan base and stuff like that. I personally am excited to see what the Ravens do because they don't have receivers. Like that's the one thing that they need. And every year they just say, nah, we don't really need it. 
And I'm really interested to see what will happen. Next division I want to go to is the AFC West. So what are your thoughts over there? Um, I don't think it was like a stellar draft by like by any of those teams, you know? Mm-hmm. I think if you if you look at a lot of the the draft grades, I feel like a lot of teams were getting like A's and B's because I mean, they're like if you got if you had a first round pick or you, you did good in the first two rounds, it'll likely boost that grade. That's what they base it, yeah. Yeah, I don't even think anybody really did a lot. Like looking at, I do like the um, the George Karloftis pick by the Chiefs. Mm, yeah, he went he went a lot later than I thought. I think I was saying his name a lot in the um work <laughs> the first like 15 picks uh i do have to give a shout out to um nazi johnson safety out of marshall um he is the nephew of my 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 manager at work so mm. shout out to him he got drafted by the chiefs shout he's out. a uh, safety he's a corner going safety um from from marshall he went to the Chiefs. so shout out to him shout out to nazi johnson um uh, but out. you know i think um trent mcduffie also also by the by the chiefs kind of like a lesser known name playing mm-hmm. Washington. I think a lot, not a lot of people knew who he was. Um, and there was a lot of other big name cor- corners out there. So like, you know, kind of like the wide receiver class, like people knew who Jahan Dotson was, for, for example, granted he won the first round as well, but like, you know, he didn't, he wasn't as well known as Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Drake London, guys like that. Even like George Pickens probably was more yeah. well known because he played for Georgia. So um, things of like that, but what do you, what do you got in the AFC West? So I'll start this off by saying my favorite player in this division, possibly that conference, was Sky Moore going to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, People love that pick. Love yeah. It. Yeah. Love so it. I'm glad that the Chiefs did that. Everyone knows that it'll take more than one person to fill Terry Kill's uh, shoes because that's a lot to end up doing. But I do like what they did there. Sky Moore went to three receivers, and I'll get into them, that I love the places they went to because they can be good fits. Sky Moore, Christian Watson and Traylon Burks. Those were three that I did mention before we did the draft, and they went to good places. Um, Nick Benito has the excuse mm-hmm. to fill as well, going to the Broncos, because that's going to be Von Miller's spot that he has to do. Another one I want everyone to watch was probably Joshua Williams. So he's a HBCU kid, Fayetteville uh, State, and the big thing about that is they kind of have to come into the league with that chip on their shoulder, because they have to like work so much harder than everybody else. Uh, who was it? Terry Cohen, I think it was. Who's the one on the Bears? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So just what they had to do. I remember watching him, like, in all of his games. They have to ball out so much more to even get that recognition. Um, so that's another one. The last thing I'll end up saying is pay attention to the Chargers secondary. They've been doing a lot with that secondary, and they got JT Woods. So that's another person to go in the secondary. They drafted two cornerbacks uh, lead. If Jordan James is healthy. Yeah, so that's something that they tried to make a focal point. Then the Raiders, of course, they tried to focus on defense to an extent. I know they got um, an offensive lineman, then they got two defensive tackles. But my big one for that one is Sky Moore, just to see how him and Patrick Mahomes can end up working out. They kind of started talking about Sky Moore the way, if you guys watch the draft, they talked about Cooper Cup. Because when Cooper Cup was coming out, like they praised Cooper Cup at the NFL scouting combine. And that was the name you started to hear more often um, just for people that did research on it. So that's like their two little cents. Um, But going over to the next one, this is the division we both probably are excited to talk a little bit about the AFC East. Yeah. I think the Jets are the best draft out of anybody. Absolutely. I think um, where that GM come from. 
ODU? I don't know. No. Who? Douglas, right? Yeah, Joe Douglas. Where was he yeah. before? He wasn't with the Eagles ever. Was he? Oh, you're right. Good call. I always forget about that because the Eagles always screw up, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it redeems himself. Um, they got sauce. Like they had, they had probably, I think, with Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, and Jermaine Johnson, who cannot believe they fell to them at 26. Um, I know. They had three guys who, in a lot of mock drafts, were top 10 picks. Yeah. They so got they got they got Gardner at four, they got Garrett Wilson at 10, and then they got Jermaine Johnson at, at 26. So you have a you know, obviously this is all based on potential, right? Like, but you have a, a day one starter in Gardner, you have a day one starter in Garrett Wilson, you have a day one starter in Jermaine Johnson. Mm-hmm. Brees Hall, sl- like sleeper pick. Yes, yeah, like people Carter college, might be out. College football, no fans know who he is, and Running backs, you can draft them literally whenever you want. You know, yeah. unless there's like a Zeke Elliott or a Saquon Barkley and, and everything. Apparently, some some people overall grades had him as high as they did Barkley and other running backs in the past. Mm. Um, he's nice. Yeah, he's absolutely nice. Um, so I think I think that the Jets had like by far the best the best pick of or the best draft out of anybody, not just that, not just that division. My oh, did you see um speaking of that but that division though no, um was it um Kair Elam the cornerback out of Florida yes did you see his his interview that he had with the Bills I think it was at the combine no so he said he had the no it was it was good it was it was it was good content it was good content it's just it was like a 20 second clip of him in like one of the suites at the combine and he busts out a, a notebook and it has like just he said it just has notes of all the guys, all the receivers he's played, the tendencies, you know, how they beat him, like, you know, what moves they beat him on, like what he needs to look wow. for. So, I mean, it was just like, you know, and there's what, like there's 20 scouts and GMs and whatever in that room with, with all the said teams. And I think it was the Bills um, who, who, event, who eventually drafted him. And they said that he was one of the best interviews that they've ever seen, like yada, yada, yada. So, you know, some guys come prepared. Other guys are Jamarcus Russell. and like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> whatever so um but i think oh i you know going back to it, i think i think the jets had the the best draft out of anybody so hoping you know i'm a kind of a, a bandwagon jets fan now because my because because of bj uh my brother-in-law but um i really hope that they they turn the corner with this one they have to like right yeah they have they... To. like this is like this has to be like the draft that, like starts to set them up right like they're, so... like, they're not going to go 12 and Five, I guess it would be. No, but they'll be a better out, like, team. Yeah, better team that we've seen in like years, probably yeah. since Mark Sanchez. So, yeah, no. The there's three things in this division I want to talk about. The first one is Sauce Gardner is not a normal pick that they have. Sauce Gardner has to go up against Stefan Diggs, Terry Kill, and then whoever the hell the Pats have. And so Sauce Gardner, they're expecting a lot from him over there. The other one that can be a sleeper is Dalvin Cook's brother. James Cook is going to the Buffalo Bills. Mm -hmm. And the big thing about that is the Bills don't really know who the hell their running back is. So if James Cook can come in there, like Steven said, running backs, you can draft whenever. So if James Cook can come in there and take that away from Singletary and whoever else they want to have over there, it could be his job. That's the Mm -hmm. one position on offense the Bills need to shore up. Everything else is straight. You got Knox, you have Diggs, Sanders, 
everything is good there. So you just need to worry about this one position. And if you can get that running back down, it'll make your offense so much better in that sense. The other thing is, I am interested to see how Matt Arisa does because my man's was playing in San Diego State and you got to put his ass in the coldest of the cold. So you going from nice weather, punting all the time, to now you got to get warmed up to end up kicking in the cold. That's the other thing. like 50 yards a punt too. Yeah, exactly. It's That ball is much heavier when you're kicking Mm -hmm. it now. It was a little lighter when you're kicking it in the heat. Um, Last thing is pay attention to the Patriots. They drafted two more running backs. So I don't really know what they're going to do. We don't need to talk about the Dolphins because the Dolphins didn't really care about this draft because they (laughs) traded away all their picks. Um, Going into the last one. So my big one for the AFC East is Sauce Gardner, just because of all the people he has to defend. All the picks that the Jets did were great, but that's the one that means the most because if you draft him that high and he can't cover Diggs or Hill or even Waddle, uh, that makes a difference. Yeah, bro. The Jet, the Dolphins only had four picks. I know. <laughs> I, I honestly like I, that didn't even like dawn on me. Like with all the yes. trading they've done, it didn't even like four picks. I know, that's incredible. So like, that, yeah. that 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 that's hard to do to get exactly. just four picks. That's something the Eagles would do. It would be. They kind of almost did that. <laughs> they kind of almost traded away all the picks. Yeah, they did. So going into the AFC South, what are your thoughts? Same thing with the Jags, man. Like, they fucking killed it, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, again, they're not going to be the world beaters. They're not going to win that division next year. But I do think them getting um, getting Trayvon Walker, De- uh, Devin Lloyd, outside linebacker out of Utah. Yeah. Um, you know, casual college football fans, well, I don't know who he is because he's played for Utah even though Utah was nice last year and they made, they made it to the Rose Bowl. Uh, but I think that's a pick. Like, they lost, um, man, uh, to that for the former outside linebacker for the Steelers, um, free agency-wise. It's not um, – Not Nope, nope. He went from, went from the Jags to, uh, to the Steelers. Man, what is his name now? I am blanking oh. on it. Anyways, regardless, I think that's a huge pick. I think people are going to look at the, the, the Trayvon Walker pick. Yeah, obviously, I was kind of surprised that he went number one and not Aiden Hutchinson. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I think it's, I think it's fine. I think that's a great pick. Uh, they went heavy on you know heavy heavy on defense this year. Yeah. Um, but I think that that Devin Lloyd pick is going to be, um, like he's an instant instant impact player type of guy too. Yeah. So I think that's a huge pick. Like they, they got him, you know, late first. Um, I think he probably could have been in the second round, but I think that they needed to load up on defense because they have a solid offense to start building around. And now you just build that um, that defense that's gonna get you get you going. Um, also like to pick Snoop Connor, love that name, running back mm. out of Mississippi out of out of Ole Miss. I uh, got him in the fifth round again, running back, get him whenever. Yeah, but I think the Jags best best draft in that um, in that in that division maybe. Um, with those two guys in the first round, I think probably, but I think for what they need to do this year in the draft, you know, make sure you can maybe, maybe focus on offense, but I think for what they need to do as a team, I think that's made the most sense for them. The two, I would say that did the best without my bias being in this, the Jags and the Texans. I like the Texans pick a Stingley. Um, it depends on if Stingley's going to be that freshman year Stingley that we all saw. If he can end up yeah. coming back to that, yeah, that'll be big. That's that's the thing about about him. You don't know what he's gonna what he's gonna get. Exactly. And then they also got Mechie, so that's another mm-hmm. one they can pair Huge. him up because I'm pretty sure Brandon Cooks is still there. 
So yeah, them two, and then you got Mills. So we'll see what they end up doing over there. The other one is the Titans, because I already brought up Traylon Burks. And it's so funny how everyone had the comparisons who Traylon Burks was. It was to A.J. Brown. So for it to just work out that way, that's just the way the cards happen sometimes. Uh, yeah. Finish up, finish up. The other thing that people need to pay attention to is the Titans did very good choosing a backup for Derrick Henry. In case he ever gets injured, Haskins, just like Stephen was talking about, the average college football fan might not know. But if you paid attention at all to Michigan, Haskins was scoring touchdowns. It might have been up close, however it might be. But if Henry's out, I don't know if they'll still keep Deontay Foreman or whatever, but you have Haskins that can do well. And they took care of their future because Willis is there too. Clearly, Ryan Tannehill is just saying what the person would say if you know your job's about to be gone soon. And that's what kind of he was doing. He started with the dark place and he ends up going into saying that he's really not going to help mentor him. It depends on your situation. Some quarterbacks will help mentor the quarterback that's coming in. Others might not. Look at Brett Favre and then Aaron Rodgers, like that situation right there. Then you have other situations where I say it was Alex Mix, Patrick Mahomes. Situations are different. You just have to know what you're dealing with. So what are you going to say? No, I was going to say, what, are you, what, are you, what were your thoughts on what on what Tannehill said about Malik Willis? Oh, yeah. Like, that was um, yeah, I think it's I think it's fine. I think it's what he should say. Like mentor is like a really strong word. Like, yeah, I, I tweeted this out. Like men, mentor, I think is something like you're a a 15th year quarterback and you're like you're on your last leg and like you're probably not going to start this year. So like, yeah, I would say, you know, in meetings and watching film and in practice and whatever, like get him as ready as humanly possible to be that next starter, because that's Mm -hmm. literally why they drafted him. They didn't draft Malik Willis to be the starter this year. Like they didn't, that's not, you know, but I think he's right. I think maybe he phrased it wrong for some people, but I think he's, I think he's totally right. Like it's not his job to teach him how to be a pro, but uh, but I think like kind of double-edged sword on that one. Like, don't be a dick. Like, yeah. Don't don't, like ignore him in the hallway. You know what I mean? Like, you know, don't, 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 don't be that guy. And I don't think Tannehill is going to be, but like, you know, just like if, if you see him doing something wrong or like you see him like, you know, not maybe doing something exactly right. Like, you know, just say like, Hey, you know, just a, a quick, quick thought shit like mm-hmm. that. Don't, you don't need to like groom him, groom him to be like an all pro quarterback. That's his job. That's, yeah. that's why he's in the NFL. That's why Malik Willis is drafted like to yeah. be like to act, to be a professional, but like, like give him like, give him some tips along the way. But don't be a dick. Yeah. yeah. My final two thoughts are the overall best pick that I personally feel for this division, Traylon Burks, just because of the situation. Um, if he can step in and be the player that I think he can be from what I saw in Arkansas, he can do pretty well. The other thing is pay attention to Alec Pierce. Yes, I'm going very heavy on the wide receivers because some of these receivers went to good situations. Like Alec Pierce will be on the other side of Michael Pittman. If you remember when it was Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley there with Matt Ryan, it can be good. Matt Ryan can throw the ball. That was never the issue. It was everything. Matt Ryan won't move. So that's part of it. Matt Ryan also didn't have linemen the whole time, but Matt Ryan can throw the ball. Everything else just has to work around him. So we'll segue that. We talked about the AFC and with Matt Ryan, we'll go to his former team. What are your thoughts on the NFC South? Um, I like the, all right. So speaking of Falcons, I do like Drake London. Uh, yeah. I do like, uh, do do like what the Saints did with 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 Chris Olave. You got to remember, um, um, what's his name is coming back. Man, I'm blank on it. everybody's Thomas. name. Yeah, Michael Thomas. So you got 
to Ohio State. They're literally like the same receiver, basically. They Michael are, Thomas yeah. is probably a little, little bit faster, but they both have awesome hands. They both run great routes. I saw them both kick Penn State's ass over the years, so like I know all about them. Um, but I think that that Drake London pick, I think is, I mean, you had to, you had to get a receiver. So you had your, you had your pick. You with being that high, I think you had tons of talent to choose from. I would have gone Garrett Wilson, but the Falcons like the big receivers and pair him with, uh, with Kyle Pitts. I think that's a that's a really good pick. Um, oh, and I forgot the quarterback is Marcus Mariota. I think you and I we were trying to figure out who where yeah. your face. We were trying to figure out where he was going, but or where he was at. So, um, yeah, I, I think that was, I think that was solid. Um, they got they got Trevor Penning as well, offensive tackle from Northern Iowa. Um, Panthers got a left tackle for for, um, for Sam Darnold. Um, so that's that's another one that's good. Um, yeah, you know, I think it was a pretty solid draft overall. For shout out to the Panthers uh, for drafting Brandon Smith, Penn State linebacker yeah. in the third round. So he's a guy, um, if I'm taking a second to dive into the Penn State guys, he's a guy who has a ton of potential, like everybody in the draft does. But, like, he's a guy who um, who never really – like, he was labeled as, like, the next Michael Parsons. Like, the, not the next Michael Parsons, but, like, the guy to replace Parsons. He's a five-star guy coming in, 6'4", six, six, like 250. Can He can run a 4'5", four, 4'4". He's got great athleticism. He's the guy who I said last year on the quick slants, like he's one of those guys who just showed a lot of flashes, but like never put all of them together. Mm-hmm. If he can, you know, 10, 12 year starter, like probably he, he has that kind of potential, but um, I was happy to see him get drafted as high as he did. So good for him. Yeah. Good for us. My, yeah. So Steven also didn't bring up the other one that got drafted by Atlanta. Mr. Arnold over there. Yeah, on, bro. First of all, the okay, I gotta, I gotta bitch about this too. <laughs> I, I, I got so fucking tired of them bringing out every single person that they could possibly. They were just picking people off the street to come announce these picks. Everywhere. They were just picking literally anybody. Your neighbor Frank, just like, hey, dude, you want to come <laughs> announce a pick? Sure, dude, gladly. The lady mm-hmm. who announced the, I mean, Epicady isn't. It took me a couple games to get that, get that right, but like. The they should tell them beforehand. Like, can, can these people not read? Like, are they are they like illiterate? Like, they just they just can't read. Like, the, the, the woman who announced that pick called them the Atlantic Fal- Falcons, and she's like Arnold Ebba Ebba, whatever. Like, yeah, this guy from Penn State. And I'm like, huh, of course, I would of so course, pissed. bro, of course, the Penn State guy, you fuck up. Like, we had uh, I was so angry about that, but um, yeah. He, I, I thought he could, he could go first round. Um, he's like, he's not biggest DN. He's not at Aiden Hutchinson, Thibodeau, or you know, or, or Walker, but he's got a great first step, um, great burst, led the Big Ten in tackles for loss, not in Hutchinson. Um, so you know, he's you know, day one starter, yeah, absolutely, um, for sure. So, you know, another good, another good for us moment. Yeah. Um, big thing I wanted to bring up in the NFC South. First off. I wrote down in my notes, the Bucks, nothing special. They kind of just kept it status quo. It wasn't anything amazing. It wasn't anything terrible. The big pick for me that people need to pay attention to is Alante Taylor that was drafted by the Saints. I think that secondary is becoming like stupid now because they have Tyron Matthew, they have Lattimore, they have Gardner, and you have Alante Taylor that's in there. So they have a bunch of studs that'll do different things. And Alante Taylor doesn't just have to play corner. He can play safety. So we'll see how they end up matching him up. Drake London pick, 
I didn't, I liked the player. Like I was telling Steven, I would have wanted Drake London to come to Philly. Um, the big thing about that is I wish they got a speed guy, not just another big guy, because who's the one that's going to take your, take the top off with that. You have Kyle Pitts and you have Drake London, two bigger guys. What are you going to do? Just have Marcus Mariota run around? Like that's yeah, what like going to end up coming to. And, and, and you're not going to redraft a, a Julio Jones, you know? You're, you're not, not gonna, no. You're not going to draft a Julio Jones. He runs a four, 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 but yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I would agree with that. I think that's why I said you could have, I, I would have taken Garrett Wilson because he got yeah, exactly who, like who, who, like who can do both. Um, Alave, not as much, but like same deal. So that's why I would, I would have taken, um, I would have taken Garrett Wilson, but I mean, that's just like just par for the course with, with Atlanta, you know, just yeah. sticking with it, sticking with the big bodies. Final thing I will say about this one, because we'll touch on a lot of this when we get into fantasy sports. So the New Orleans Saints drafting Chris Olave. If you have either of these receivers, you're going to get a good amount of fantasy points because Jameis Winston don't give a damn who he throwing to. It's just going to be thrown. So it might be an interception. It might be a touchdown. <laughs> Did you see his, um, his, his latest workout video? No. No, good. Um, it's oh so, like, God. I don't understand, like, Clearly nothing's working. No. Like clearly none of these workouts he's doing are like doing anything for him. They're other than like just creating great content for us. That's he got yeah. kids too. So I really want to know when his kids get older. They're gonna be like, what the hell are you yeah. thinking out there? Like, what are you corny, doing? Corny ass. Yeah, just stop. So we'll segue over into another uh division who people call corny, NFC North. What are your thoughts there? Um I, I hate being so like obvious and cliche with this, but like the lions, like fucking killed it. I think yeah, those, that pick of Hutchinson, um, obviously I saw him also destroy Penn state. Um, so I think that's a, that's a huge pick. Jameson Williams pick. I think that's, you know, there, this receiver class was stacked. It was. Like, yeah. All these guys that went first, you know, first two rounds, like the guy, you know, even guys who got drafted a little bit later, they all could have gone in the first round too. Like it's mm-hmm. like it was that good. Um, so Jameson Williams, I think, gives Jared Goff another target, you know, to to go at. But I think that um that Hutchinson pick is obviously a game changer. It's funny how the Packers needed to draft a wide receiver. They didn't in the they, first round. Yeah. yeah, they 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 again, there's there were so many there. Like, yeah, it's it's like you know. It's like, the, it's like the Steelers pick. Like you didn't like you, you like you could have done something else, but you maybe you maybe went with a, a bigger need, I guess, maybe long term mm-hmm. wise. But like Aaron Rodgers was like, okay, you guys need to drop the uh, wide receiver in the first round, and then all they all they want to do is piss off Aaron Rodgers. And That's so, it's so and, and weird what they're doing. And, it and makes they did. Like, no yeah. sense. I don't get like. That that's a weird like that's probably one of the weirder relationships in all the sports, like yes. between player and team is, is, um, I would say Brett Favre is Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Yeah, he's. He, but they paid him, so it's whatever. They paid. Yeah, you pay him, but you're not giving him anything to be successful. And shout out to the Bears, another Penn State pick, um, Jaquan Brisker. I think yes. he would like, you know, Kyle Hamilton is a, he kind of is a, a do it all safety. Um, if you're looking for like the in the box, come up and and stuff the run, and you know be a sure tackler and and be that guy, uh, then I think you got the best safety in the draft for that. Uh, mm-hmm. Quan Brisker, so he's also a day one starter. So shout out to him. Shout out to Penn State again. One of, so, our, one of our eight 
draft selections. You did. So two big things, two takeaways from this one, the Bears and the Vikings. They had a shit ton of picks this year. Mm. Um, Vikings had a lot. The Vikings did. And they split it almost evenly, offense and defense. So they were kind of focused on everything over there. Um, The other things, the big takeaway is Christian Watson. That's my main takeaway. I said I had three. It was Christian Watson, Traylon Burks, and then Sky Moore. I want to see what those three do. I'm not ever going to choose the obvious ones. So those are my three. The Bears. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) The Bears uh, drafting Vellis Jones Jr. out of Tennessee. That's someone that I want to see what ends up happening over there just to see how he does in the kick return game. So he was one that had a lot of kick return yards, but also receiving yards. And I remember the year that Alvin Kamara came out. Those Tennessee boys will always like sneak up on you when they come into the NFL. So, yeah. So I want to see what ends up happening. He's, he's quick too. He's fast. Yes. Like really fast. Yeah. So, so the Lions did good. They, I wrote in my notes, they focused on defense. That was another thing they did. Jamison Williams goes into a pretty nice wide receiving core. Um, having Williams, you have DJ Chark that's there. You have St. Brown that's there. So I want to see what golf can do with them. They're not going to be good. Don't have anyone thinking they're going to be a great team. They're going to be staying the course. They won't be the first round draft. I mean, number one pick next year, but they're not going to be a Super Bowl contender. I don't, they're not going to be a Super Bowl contender until all the Fords die. So let's just put it that way. And so we'll, with that note, we'll segue into the NFC West. <laughs> Jesus, dude. <laughs> Such, I can't. <laughs> like <laughs> like I they had a that. picture that had Aiden Hutchinson and Jamison Williams looking into the sky to see Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, and Matthew Stafford. And it's like, that's what's going to be your future. You guys are going to love it here for a little bit. It's like, I was thinking, I was talking to someone today. Teachers love when they first become a teacher, like the first, second year. They're so excited. Then it's like, this is a lot of work. Like, this is every single day. And that's how it is with the Lions. You get so excited there. Calvin Johnson bought it, Matthew Stafford. Then you're like, damn, this losing shit is not fun. Yeah. So that's kind of what it is. And then you're in the same, and then you're in the same spot you were the year before. Exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of how it is. Um, I want the best for them, but I feel like so much at the top has to change. And it's just not gonna change. Uh you mean like to the NFC, what huh? You mean like you mean they gotta die? Like that's that's literally what you just said. That they have to die. Like that's basically what you just said. Like (laughs) you just said that out loud. Like the owners have to die in order for this team to get better. Okay. They have to like I think maybe maybe we'll edit that out. No, so I don't want them to, but like that lineage has to either fall off. <laughs> to clarify, something has to change. To clarify, Christian doesn't want the owners of the Detroit Lions to die, but like something significant has to change, is what he's saying. Yeah, I don't want anyone to get like hurt in the world that they have to end up like selling a team like that. But some shit needs to change because you have to get traded in order for you to win a championship. You're not winning one there. But going to the NFC West, but um, the lineage has to die off literally um seattle shout out to the seahawks they this did... man said they would draft malik willis and baker mayfield i did i did none of that's gonna happen none of that's gonna happen none of that's gonna happen <laughs> they shut that shit down oh, oh man yo i was so confident about that too like i was one of those things where like i i still kind of believe that's gonna happen but like you know i still believe like the baker i mean the Baker. obviously the malik willis is gonna happen but like the baker mayfield thing can still happen um, but they actually they had a really solid draft. Um, they got the they, they got the no more Chris Carson soon. Yeah, that's your boy. Um, yeah. they got Charles Cross, they got they got their yes. left tackle. I think he's yep. the guy obviously come in right away and play. Um, I think they got I, not gonna say like 
one of the top tier corners in the in, in the draft, but Kobe Bryant, um, not that Kobe Bryant, obviously, like that's a stupid comment I just made, but um, Kobe Bryant, cornerback out of out of, out of Cincinnati, um, played opposite of of um, Sauce Gardner, so like you didn't that's hear good. a lot, you didn't hear a lot about him. Um, he got a lot of attention because Sauce Gardner was shutting down receivers. Yeah, but he also played for Cincinnati, so like, sure they they made the they they made the college football playoffs, but like, no one was really caring about Cincinnati for most of the season. So there's that. Um, they got Kenneth Walker again, running back. Get him whenever. Running back out of Michigan State, best running back in probably college football last year. Um, so I think they like they filled they filled some needs definitely. Um, I guess they're. It seems like they're gonna roll with. Um, with Drew Locke. I mean, they have Young Tyler Lockett. They, ha- they have DK Metcalf. They have a ton of talent. But, like, you know, again, there's still plenty of time for this for the trades to happen and for them to get Baker Mayfield. So I can at least be right on some of that. But, like, I don't – if that's going to be your guy heading into the season, I mean, okay. Like, you'll be, you'll be drafting a quarterback next year then. They absolutely so, – and I think that's what they're doing. Yeah, I mean that seems like that seems like the way they're going to go. So, but I think overall, I think they, the Seahawks are always a wild card. You never know what to expect with them. Uh, I mean, fuck, they traded away Russell Wilson and Russell Bobby Wilson. Wagner. Yeah, like, like they're two best players over the last fifteen years. Um, so like you never know what they're going to do. Like that, the Great Northwest, you never know. So I think they they filled some needs. Um, they got a lot of like the, you know, upper tier players of, of certain positions. Um, so very, you know, very happy with, with what they did. They got uh, another guy who I've seen plenty of Tyreek Smith DN from, from Ohio state, yeah. the Ohio state university. Um, they got him late in the or mid mid round, I think what, uh, fifth round. So good for them. Um, I think they definitely, like I said, filled some holes, filled some needs, but if they don't have a quarterback, none of that's going to matter. Cause they'll be drafting, you know, they'll suck and they'll draft in the top, top five lot next year, which seems to be what their plan is. Yeah. So I guess they're going for one of those quarterbacks next year, which I promise you, DK Metcalf and Tyler Locke will be like, praise like, let's Jesus. Go. Like, let's go. We do not want Drew Locke. Drew Locke's probably going to have to figure something out. My big ones here are uh, Walker getting drafted to the Seahawks. Carson gets injured so much, and I say this oh every year, and Walker will be able to be a good backup. Of course, they have, like, Rashad Penny, and they have, like, different random people that are there, but Walker will be somebody – the 49ers just keep drafting these damn running backs. Like every year, it just seems they just draft another running back. And my last thought about it is shout out to Marquise Hayes. He is going to be an all American, all pro, all everything for the Cardinals. He's not really, but he was drafted in the seventh round. Um, those are my only thoughts there. Their big thing is they have Hollywood Brown yeah, to fulfill. That's huge with no one now. So, okay. That's now, interesting. Like, do you think they saw that? Like, they, they, like they saw it coming. That's the, the, it's the, so the, weird. The, the suspension, like, and it, it. I mean, I'm not gonna say it makes sense that they made the trade, but like, they maybe had to have known something was gonna happen with him yeah. being suspended. Which, like, you know, those PED suspensions are always they always crack me up. Like, how the fuck do you not know what you're taking? <laughs> you're like, when Darius Leonard said it too. If it, I if was trying not, to. <laughs> If, it, if it's not something that you've been taking since you came into the league, which by the way, like having like 
seeing Jay Hill go through the league, knowing what they can't take, which is basically everything. Like you, like you might get popped for an aspirin, you yeah. know? So like, you know what you can't take. And these guys train and Hopkins has been in the league for what? Almost 10, almost 10 seasons. All of a sudden now, like bro, like you, I, I mean, my, my opinion is that it has something to do with the injury last year and yeah. he was trying to get back and like stay Faster. back. Yeah. So that's, that happened. That seems, that seems to happen through test pods. Cause I, I was I good this it. month and it didn't work this month, but I was good this month. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I don't think, I don't think, DeAndre Hopkins is on PEDs, you know, no. sorry to say, like, I don't, you know, no, no slight yeah. to him. I mean, he's a great athlete, but like, I don't think he's a guy that's going to be popping steroids and or whatever PEDs they are. Like, shit, I think half the things I probably take to go to, before I go to the gym are would probably test, test positive for the most pies, guys. I know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, but again, I, back to my, my question, like, do you think they knew something was up? Like, do you think they knew he was going to test positive? Because AJ Green's on the way out. Like he's, yeah. he's not H.A. Green like he used to be. Um, you know, they need weapons. They need more weapons. They have a ton of them. They have a ton of, a they ton do. of weapons now. They do. So, but six games is a lot. Especially yeah. in, in that division, um, which, you know, it, is going to be still super solid. Um, like, I, th- I feel like they had to have known that it was going to come. That's the thing. A lot of the times they know, but they of course can't say anything until the league or someone else leaks it. One of the snitches tell rap sheet and Adam Schefter, but they had to have, it's one of those that they have time. They just have to go through everything, but they say, all right, you can do this. Just don't say shit until it comes out. And it's like, wow, you got Hollywood Brown at just the right time. And crazy part is, I don't know if you heard it. They were saying, if you guys, if any of this gets leaked out, we weren't about to go through with the trade. So it's one of those, I'm pretty sure they knew. They yeah, had yeah. to like do it on the slide so nothing would end up being found out. But my big thing here is, oh, so I did have one thing. So if Debo Samuel leaves, I think Danny Gray could be the big thing in that division. If Debo Samuel stays, I think Ken Walker can be the big thing. I say that because Debo leaves, that kind of leaves a gaping hole there. Um, we'll go to the NFC lease. So what are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> um, same thing with the Jets. I think the Giants had a killer draft. Um, yeah. I think my personal opinion is I think that Kayvon Thibodeau was the number one player in the draft. Um, I think he got a lot of um, – I mean, he went five overall, so it's not like he dropped down to like 20, right? So – but I think he got a lot of um, – a lot of a lot of heat for like random reasons. Uh, like I, I mean, I feel like every time I looked around, he was he was the only one dropping off people with draft boards, mm-hmm. like for whatever reason. Um, so I think that's something they needed to do. They need they need to address two areas of like major concern: the their their D end and their their left tackle. Because mm-hmm. if you're gonna if you're gonna they they have their what they think is their franchise quarterback. And Daniel Jones, and they have. If you're going to, you know, protect him, and if you're going to let him, like, you know, potentially pan out as your franchise quarterback, you need to protect him. Mm-hmm. I think that, that's that's an obvious one. And they got, in in my opinion, they got the they got the best left tackle in the draft, and Evan Neal, who is a fucking monster. Um, yeah, he's an absolute animal. So he's a guy who's going to come in right away and, and play. Um, obviously he's day one starter. And so was Thibodeau. And those are two guys who can like both change the game in, in, in a multitude of reasons. 
Um, so I think that helps. And, you know, they have, they have playmakers on, on the outside. They only, um, I mean, they drafted one, one wide receiver. They drafted, you know, a tight end, but they went, you know, heavy on the, on the, on the offensive line and, and on defense, which they, but they, they needed to, they needed to stack up on those areas. Um, but I think they had those, those first two picks again, I hate being cliche. I hate, go, I hate going with people's first round picks, but like, there's a certain, like certain players that like you need to get. And if you get them, they're, they're game changers. They needed to get two guys on both ends, like on both edges of their, of their, of their, of their lines and who can control the line of scrimmage. And I think they did. And again, yeah. I think that was probably in my opinion, best player in the draft, but, um, the fact that he fell to them at five and then Evan Neal was still there two picks later, shout out to the Eagles for giving them the pick. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, again, I hate, I hate going to their, the first round picks, but I think those are two of the elite players and like the two elite players in the draft. Yeah. Uh, starting with the Cowboys, I think. Please, no, please a... start with the Eagles. All right, starting with the Eagles. We finally got our wide receiver. I've been waiting <laughs> years for that. Howie Rosen said, I'm years. not too good at this whole first-round drafting wide receiver shit. Let's go trade for one. So we did that. I really like the, um, if he's healthy, then the Kobe Dean pick. It depends on, like, health and stuff. Some people are saying he will that be able to play. Too. Yeah, some people are saying he will be able to play. Others are saying that he'll need a red shirt this year. So that's another thing we have to end up figuring out because if he is able to play, whenever he's able to play, that is a huge pickup for them. Having a linebacker, they said that they haven't had a linebacker like that since Jeremiah Trotter. I disagree because we had like Jordan Hicks, who was definitely doing good for some years, aka whenever Tony Romo would do some dumb shit, Jordan Hicks was there. Don't know how we end up fucking that up because that's something else that pissed me off. Um, but a huge person is my man that's 6'6", 341 pounds, huge. and Jordan Davis. So that's a big one. Massive, and that's man. what they probably expected Ryan Tannehill to do for Malik Willis, what Fletcher Cox will do for um, Jordan Davis, and what Mr. Jurgens will be able to have done with Kelsey. That's what they were expecting Ryan Tannehill to do. Ryan Tannehill said, fuck that shit. I'm going to do what I want to do. And that's my only thoughts on that. I think the Eagles did well for what they had. Their big focus is next year. In case Jalen Hurts messes up, they are secure. So they are able to get any of the quarterbacks that are there next year if Jalen Hurts messes up, which puts a lot of pressure on Hurts to succeed this year because it's like, Hurts, if you do well, all right, these picks can go to everything else. If you do bad, we can trade the whole farm to move up. So it puts them in a much better position, and they're not mortgaging their future by doing that. Um, yeah. Shout out to the Washington Commanders taking Jahan Dotson first round, another Penn State player. Uh, forget Jahan Dotson. I want to talk about <laughs> CP3. So the Commanders drafted CP3, a.k.a. Chris Paul, 300 pounds over there. So that's another pick that the Commanders have. Pay attention to Howell because that'll be real funny if Carson Wentz it's, does not. It's real funny that if you look at – Every single mock draft a year ago, they all had Sam Howell or some combination of Sam Howell and um, Spencer Rattler going number one overall. Yeah. And he, he fell fifth round. I know. Like, you know, I, I don't think he would be a permanent replace. It's like quarterbacks are so, so weird. Like, I know, I know none of these, none of the 250 some odd players that got drafted are, are, a uh, 
a lot to be good. They, they can all they can all be bust for for what we know. But quarterbacks mm-hmm. in particular, obviously, like you know, I feel I feel like it's just it's either hit or miss. There's there's some Absolutely. guys who have, who have like in between careers, obviously, but like Marcus Russell. I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, it's just funny how like Sam Howell dropped from like a potential number one overall pick, came back, and he was a fifth round pick. Lost out on like $30 million. (laughs) I know. Yeah. My last two things are the Giants. They focus on the trenches. That was my big thing. That's what they needed to do. They got some more help for Saquon Barkley. So I hope that ends up helping Saquon stay healthy. That's a big thing over there. I do not think Danny Dimes is the future. AK, that's why they didn't pick up his fifth year on that one. And the Cowboys, the big one for me is they found uh, almost a pretty damn good pairing for Micah Parsons to get Sam Williams there. I want to mm-hmm. see what'll happen. Mm-hmm. I was joking around. Um, be, I was joking around with one of my friends because we were talking about Sam Williams, how like he got kicked off the team, then he came back, and we were like, well, look who brought him back. Like He's not going to say no to any player. Kiffin's going to accept anybody over there. Everybody. So, Everybody. <laughs> and we were joking because we said, if you look at the records kind of before Kiffin to now, the only difference is, he just brought all the kids that were not good off the field on the team and the team got better. Yeah. Why so. not? Ballers. Ballers. <laughs> exactly. It's like we care what you do for us on the field. Who cares? Not outside the stadium. Nope. So that's everything I got over here. What you got for everyone? Um, but I bought Mason his first golf club today. Like it's just, this is like a, it, you know, it's a, it's a kid's pitching wedge, but it's like, you know, he had like the, the small plastic ones, the Fisher price ones and everything. But I bought him his like first real kids golf USA regulation golf uh, golf club. So, and I sent you the video. He was smacking the shit yeah. out of it. Like he's got like he's got the mechanics of like the swing down. Like, he plays baseball too. Um, so that's next. Which by the way, my man went two for two with two singles in in T ball mm. last weekend. Um, wow. but yeah, bought him his first golf club today. Um kid can swing the shit out of the club. Like, like I said, he's got the mechanics for a good golf swing. Now it's just like pops putting in the work and, you know, taking to the range and not being Earl Woods type of shit, but like, mm-hmm. you know, getting out there with him and teaching them more mechanics and things of that nature. So yeah, super pumped about that. Yeah. Um, my only couple oh, things. Oh, oh, one more, one more, one more, one very important thing. Today's my mom's birthday. Mm. So shout out to mama Springs. Um, yes, shout out. I, I know she's not going to listen to this, but love you, mom. Appreciate all the, all that you do for us and all you do for me. Um, yeah. Shout out to my mom. Happy birthday, mom. So happy birthday. Um, I guess the only one and Steven brought it up to an extent. So where I go to play basketball, like on the courts, you get to see them playing like recreational, like softball, baseball, like co-ed teams, sometimes just regular. And I realized that watching T-ball and then watching recreation softball, is so much more entertaining than watching baseball. Like it's so much more entertaining. The kids, and this is what sucks because they, people talk about teasers and like getting led on in life. You get led on so much when you play T-ball and then baseball as like, wow, this is how fun it's going to be. And then half the time, the outfield is just standing there twiddling their thumbs. You're like waiting around. If you look at like rec stuff, the ball's always going out there. You can run around and T-ball, you're going to find a way to get involved in it. The coaches are more engaged. Baseball, you are going to be out there. Unless you are like Coco Chris or like the other one second, Spider-Man the Wall, you're going to just be waiting there for a long time. 
Imagine um, if there's a shutout. You're never getting the ball. Dude, watching watching Mason and like all of his teammates and the other team play um play team. And they're they're three and four. So like they're three and four. Mm-hmm. Um watching them play is like watching the like the adult beer softball league. They're just like mm-hmm. they're just like drunk adults. Like they <laughs> like they they swing and miss. And then when they and then when they make contact, they don't really know how to run the first. They'll like they'll stumble, the helmet falls off, and they're just kind of like, you know, standing there on first base, like waiting. They, they don't know what to do. The kids who are in the outfield, which is like, I mean, everything is scaled down like from this to like this basically for T ball. Like the kids who are standing at second base or in the outfield, which is like where second base is. They were looking mm-hmm. at rocks, like picking up shit. Yep, and like, that's what they do. <laughs> my, like my 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 buddy son put a put a rock in his nose. Like literally, you put a rock in his nose. So he had a snot rocket that thing out, and then he had and then he had to go pee in the woods, which like happens yes. at adult adult softball leagues. So like kids are just like miniature drunk adults. Like mm-hmm. they don't know what they're saying. They always slur their words. They don't know like you know they they yeah it's it's just so funny. But um, I'm just really glad that Mason like is good at sports at, at, yeah. at three. And like some of the kids I see, like they're not. And then you can tell the parents are like, just like pissed that yeah. their kid's not good at sports. And I'm like, yeah, dude, my phone. I don't know what that's like. Cause yeah. my kid's good at sports. Yeah. So I'll close it with this one. And speaking of kids, so you're kind of teach, you teach your kids when you go to different things, don't do X, Y, Z. And I'm bringing this up. I go to bowling every Monday and I saw this family with like one or two kids and dude, I, I, <laughs> the, I, the ball got stuck in the gutter. And yeah. so the dad was like, all right, clearly I could just walk on the lane and just go get it. But you got your kid there that you told him, don't do this. Yeah. So yeah. dad goes, walks on the lane, gets the ball, brings it back. So the kid's like, huh, I was taught my whole life. Hold up, let me go. So he walks out there. <laughs> he busts his ass, didn't he? Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> and then like, grab him, like bring him yeah. back. Yeah. And it's like, now he's going to go tell his friends at school, yo, you can walk on the alley. Like, that's a thing. And that's kind of how like Santa happens, Tooth Fairy happens, everything happens because it just takes one bad apple to ruin it for everybody. But you know, one of these, one of these days, one of these days, you'll 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 invite me to to do some of these these journeys. Now, you know, I, I don't, I don't, like, I don't, like, I don't need to go to Mexico with you, but like, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe bowling once, you know, once once every now and then, every Monday. Like, I'm for I'm I'm free on Mondays. Yeah, man. You know, just, you just let me know if you got a bolero, and I'll be there. You just you just using me for my podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're good content for the people, everyone out there. But so that's all we got right now. Um, we appreciate it. We'll be back next week. The quick slants will be out this week, and then I'll have the spaces on Monday. So with that, we're out. Love you, mom. <laughs>